Welcome to Monk's Tape. Welcome to Monk's Take, everybody. Today we have the most recent inductee of the St. Joseph's College Athletics Hall of Fame, Jonathan Chachi Horgan. Chachi, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're, we're very excited to have you uh, and, and talk about your time at St. Joe's. I know you said uh, plenty the night of the ceremony, but I want to know uh, just a few basic things here. How, how, uh, how did you react when you got the call, or you actually didn't have a call? You had yeah. that pretty cool team uh, unveiling, if it were, uh, talk about that and how that maybe surprised you. You didn't know it was coming. What was your reaction? Yeah, no, 100%. So that it was pretty cool to share that experience with, you know, the current guys that I was coaching at the time. And it was pretty funny when, when we were in the room, you know, I was trying to pay attention to coach's presentation, uh, thinking, it, you know, it's something about the team. Um, but the whole time we had an offensive meeting right after. So I'm like preparing in, in my head. What am I going to say in our offensive meeting? What's going to go on? So I wasn't, I wasn't completely tuned into what coach was saying. So it took a little bit for me to catch on. You know, then he starts bringing up my stats and stuff, and I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? Um, so when when he broke the news, it was uh, I was a little bit shocked. I didn't know how to react, um, and kind of had an audience as well. Right, so the I whole team. Yeah, so yeah. Like people were clapping for me, and I I just started clapping back at them. I, I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> It was uh, it was one of those. Uh, it was a little awkward, but um, like I said, it it was great to to be able to share that with the guys, and you know, um, I just it, w- it was definitely a shock, but I was appreciative. Cool, yeah, and of course, you being the first ever men's lacrosse player to go in, uh, men's lacrosse first year of varsity here was two thousand eight, so we're talking fifteen years worth of men's lacrosse. Uh, what does it mean for you to be that first player? Yeah. Uh, it, it means everything, honestly. Um, you know, this program, ever ever since I joined the team in, in 2009, has meant so much to me. Um, just to see where we were back then, uh, my first year we had four wins. Um, there was guys on the team that, you know, this was their first time playing lacrosse. Um, so I, I, you know, played in high school. So I was obviously one of the better players at the time um, and just took on a lot of responsibility to try to help grow that program. Um, and being able to see it grow to, you know, hosting home playoff games, getting home playoff wins, um, you know, seeing the amount of sacrifice that Coach Edgar put in to building that program as a part-time coach, um, and then myself coaching for six years after, you know, you give a lot of time to something like that, so it, it means a little bit more. Um, so I'm just, I'm just proud of, you know, the work that we put in as a team and, and where we've grown as a program, and it's, it's definitely an honor to represent the program as the first inductee. So now uh, the coaching days are oh, oh. behind you now. I be- for now. For, for now. now. Yep. Uh, decided to step away. You do need to make a living and, and sell some sell some houses. That, that's important. Yeah. If you want to yeah. give yourself a uh, your company a plug here, go for it. Yeah. So I, I work with Landing Real Estate right now. So I'm a, a real estate agent. I've been doing that for about three years. Uh, and the whole time I've been doing that and, and coaching. So it's kind of been like two full time jobs. Um, I, I'm obviously a little bit obsessive. Uh, when, when I'm doing anything, especially when it's lacrosse related and, you know, working with the guys. So uh, I definitely put in a, a full-time effort on each end. Um, right. I'm a, I'm a little excited. It's it's definitely, you know, I was sad. It was an emotional decision. Um, but I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, put more effort and energy into one thing for right now. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. And it, everybody gets to a point in their life where it's hard to juggle all of these different things and, and – uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to see you go. I know you're a big part of that team and have been for such a long time. 
Uh, it'll be weird not seeing you on the sideline. Yeah, and coming out this spring. I'll I'll be on the opposite side. I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll be at quite a few games. And Good. Well, let me know. We'll get you on the broadcast. We'll Perfect. get you uh, calling some stuff and have some fun with it. I'd love that. Uh, so, can you talk about? And I know you talked about the night of the ceremony, um, but for people that weren't there and maybe people who haven't heard, uh, you know, the recording of that event. What are some of the memories that really stand out for you, whether it's on or off the field or both? Like, what what really, like, if you think about your time at St. Joe's. Yep. Uh, so, right away on the field, there's a, a, a couple memories that jump out. Um, I think, first and foremost, beating USM uh, my junior year. Something I talked a little bit about in the speech, it was um, – they just handled us uh, for my four years that I was here, my freshman year, sophomore year, and senior year. They beat us by double digits, and um, they were just a little bit more of an established program. Um, they were close by being right in Gorham, um, and we hated them, to be honest. Like, you, mm. you know, they weren't in our conference or anything. It was just they were rivals. And there was a lot of people that we mutually knew on, on the USM team, which, like, we were friendly after, but in a weird way, it just made it that much more of, like, a hatred on the field. Um, so we beat them 6-5 my junior year, uh, and it was definitely an upset. Um, so that that's an on-field memory that jumps out. And um, also hosting a home playoff game against Becker, um, beating them. I think it was 10-8 or 10-9, 11-8, something like that. Yeah, I have it right in front of me. It was 10-9. 10-9. Yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. so uh, it's close there. Um, it, it was just – it was great, you know. My freshman year, our first playoff game was at Castleton, and we lost like 22-8. to eight. So to be able to go from that to then hosting home playoff games and, and getting a victory, and um, th- those are things that, you know, I'll, I'll always cherish. And then, um, you know, off the field, those, those memories that night are great. Uh, <laughs> more so just, just the friendships that were created. Some of my best friends, you know, have been best men in weddings. I've been, you know, in other weddings. And um, even, even the night of the ceremony, having, you know, had a, a, a group in the back corner there that – uh, was there? They were, they were definitely a little bit loud and and rowdy in a good and respectful way, but um, you know, sharing stuff like that with them um, was pretty special. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You, I, I knew what was going to happen when we uh, saw that you were going to go into the Hall of Fame, that you were going to have a nice crowd come back <laughs> for you. Uh, and it, it wasn't just lacrosse guys. You know, you have other yeah. other sports. Uh, you know, those athletes and and friends, non-athletes, come back for you, which is pretty cool. And that's really what the event is all about: bringing people back together. Yeah. And I, I love hearing the stories on that night. I mean, that's that's one of those things where I, I never look at my watch and think this is going on too long. Yeah. Um, and, and some of the things that Mike Edgar talked about up there, Coach Edgar, uh, it's been a while now, and, and the, the program's come a long ways since since he was here. You guys were practicing at Deering and playing games in Portland and yep. driving 30 minutes back and forth every night. But, you know, my event staff, we also had to do that, and I think some yeah. of the best memories I have are driving in that van back and forth. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that stuff is just priceless. You don't have the the beautiful facilities, but you have more opportunities to kind of come together as a team in a different kind of way. Yeah. And and I think in like a weird way too, like a a lot gets put on you in that situation. Like it's, it's not as big of a deal. Like we're just driving vans, but at the same time, like we're driving the vans. You know what I mean? Like we're taking the school, like, we got to make sure, and, and, and Coach was always there. And 
um, you know, always was in the lead with one. But it's just like another another thing that like you get to kind of grow and mature and um, something that, you know, nowadays guys just get to walk right out to the field and yeah. they're good to go. They don't got to worry about other guys in the vans or making sure so-and-so doesn't get left or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, an hour in the van each day, every day during the season, there's, there's yeah. definitely a lot of memories in, in, in that. So No, for sure. And, you know, there's an ownership there that comes with, like you're talking about, driving the vans and, and, and doing all that kind of stuff. But, you know, the development of the program, uh, you know, how you've been with it almost from day one until until this last season. Mm. Uh, talk about where the program has been and where it's – where it is now under Coach Cosentino. Yeah, so um, like I said, when I started, we we were kind of a ragtag group of guys that were brought together. Some guys, um, Coach Edgar was able to recruit. Other guys, like myself, just kind of walked on. And I, I had playing experience in the past, but there was a handful of guys that had never played before. So they were picking up a stick for the first time. Maybe they played football, so yeah. athletes and stuff like that. But the stick skills would take a little bit to develop. Um, but we were, we were always kind of like a gritty – Team, I would think that would be kind of our brand um, back then. Um, we, most of our wins, like that six to five win over USM, was just a grit win. We just out hustled them. We were more physical. We wanted it more ground balls. So, um, you know, I think we did a lot in those four years of playing. And um, there's only so much you can do. But you know, being a coach myself now and kind of realizing it, Coach Edgar was a part-time coach. It was a you know part-time position. So. There's only so much you can do to really grow a program. So I think I think he took that as, as far as he could possibly go. Mm. Um, and then just to see where it is now and, and being able to coach with uh, Bill Cosentino, um, who's been such a mentor for me, you know, just in my coaching experience. And um, he's done so much for me there. Um, to see how he really builds a culture, I think, is, th- is the biggest difference. And I think that's what kind of comes with having the capacity to be a full-time coach is like the X's and O's and on the field stuff that, you know, that's good and grand, but building that culture, um, I think is something that Bill is exceptionally great at. Yeah. Um, and he has that time to do it being full time here. Um, so, you know, th- that's the biggest thing that I've seen change and, and with it comes, you know, the wins we've had 12 and five seasons, yeah. top three in the conference before COVID kind of hit and, you know, um, the, the talent has, has been there, but I think the culture piece is really what has transcended us to where we're at now. And um, I told the guys this too, like it's tough stepping away right now because like I, I know what's there. Like yeah. I, I know what that team has and I know what we've been through. And I, you know, you saw it at the end of last year. We, we definitely felt like we weren't the eighth seed in the gym. But yeah. That Norwich game, you put a good yeah, scare under them. We, we certainly did. We had them on the ropes and um, I don't, I don't think that was like, that, that wasn't like a shock. That wasn't, no. like, oh, wow, like that was like, yeah, this is who we are. We're just finally showing it. Um, so, yeah, it's tough to walk away now knowing what, what they have in that locker room, but I'm excited for them and uh, excited to see what they can do this year. Let, let's play a, uh, a fun little game here. Let's play name association. Let's look back at your freshman year. Yep. And I'm going to pull up some names, and I want to know what you, within reason, yep. but what you think right away. Nothing yep. too, uh, you know, off the path. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tukey Emerson. Oh, my God. Uh Tukey is just the the life of not only just like the party, but just like the life of the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you talk about van rides and that's what I think about with Tukey. Like he's just always bringing, you know, a upbeat vibe. He's the loudest. He's the, the most happy going. Um, and just, you know, 
through and through, uh, I think you could say the same about him that night uh, yep. at, the, at the table. He, yep. was, he was loud and, and in a great way. Um, yeah, he's a best friend of mine, so great first name to start off with. We won't Figured. go too far off the beaten path, so we'll stick it with that. Good, good. Uh, let's see here. Let's go with Ross Hardaway. Ross, uh, first word, Grandpa. Uh, that was our nick- see that. Yeah, that was our nickname for him. He just kind of took care of all of us. He was actually the first person I met at Fall Ball. Um, and I remember sitting down next to him. He had his long, flowing hair back then, <laughs> which uh, he no longer has. Um, and I could tell just right away, like, the amount of questions he was asking and the way he was talking to me. Like, I remember looking and just being like, this guy just cares. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I just met him, and I can already tell just because he's a teammate, he, like, cares so much about me. Um, so, yeah, that's Ross in a nutshell. Paul DeLava. Paulie D. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say uh, the, the biggest thing with Paul, the first thing I think of is, like, you see Paul and the way he's built. He's, he's a taller guy, but the way he's built isn't anything special. Mm. The way he walks around isn't anything special. Like, he always had, like, his moccasins on when he or something like that, and he just kind of moseys around, like yeah, like a sloth. Like I've never seen him move <laughs> fast. Okay. And then he puts his helmet on, and he instantly just looks like a different dude. Like he just looks like a guy yeah. that's a baller. Um, and that's what he was on the field. He was just completely different. He was probably the most talented guy that that we had during our four years. Um, but you wouldn't expect it off the field. Interesting. Let's see. I'm going to go into the goalkeeper uh, realm here, a name I remember. Uh, Nick Hannon. Nick Hannon, the sickness. <laughs> that is what, what comes up. He was, he's, he was the type of kid that, like, you know, goalies need a warm-up. That's a mm-hmm. position where you're getting, you know, rubber balls thrown at you at, you know, 80 to 90 miles per hour, um, and you, you want to warm up to make sure you're ready to go. And he, he would rarely want to warm up. He just goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Let's get, throw me in the net. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> now, do, do you remember, I'm sure you do, you have a good memory of scores and everything, when we played UMass Boston at Deering and the fog came. Remember, we couldn't see. Yes. And Nick was in goal, in goal. and he got lit up. Lit up. At like yeah. the 40-yard line. He it was came like a out bounce, at, bounce shot from he, like the 40. He came out and he was passed, and he just got leveled. And oh, that, yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I felt so bad. I was on the field because we were trying to call stats from up above in the yep. press box. You couldn't see the field because right. of the fog. Right. And I was I was right there when it happened. I, it, it sounded like a car crash. I didn't think he's a big guy. I didn't think that he could get hit in that way. Yeah. And and he did. And it w- it was it was a big hit. I thought you were talking about also during that there was a shot that went in from like the 40-yard line because yeah. you couldn't see anything. You couldn't see. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and shortly after, they, they called the game because yeah. it was just – what, what was the point? You yeah. couldn't see anything. But yeah. I mean, Nick was okay, but it was still – it was a I'd, sickness. I'd never, <laughs> I'd never seen a hit like that. It was it was wild. Um, Elliot Lamar. Elliot. Uh, so another another best friend of mine, uh, He he's actually coming up uh, next weekend as well, so looking forward to seeing him. Um, Elliot was like a Swiss Army knife. I think is like the best way that I could put it. Um, he he's just a super small dude, but like he's like a mighty mouse. Um, so like taking faceoffs, he's probably one of the best faceoff guys that we had come through. Um, but 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 no particular reason outside of he's just like a Swiss Army knife. Like he just gets it done. Um, and then he was the exact same way like off the field. 
So I remember, you know, one of the times that we were hanging out, you know, we hadn't talked in a little bit and, you know, we reconnected and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, you want to come work out at my gym? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, awesome. So I go to work out in his gym and it's one of those American Ninja Warrior. Oh, no kidding. Gyms that was in Scarborough. This is, you know, this is when he was still up in Maine. Uh, so, so I get there and he's just like running up the warp wall and doing all these things. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like this, this makes sense right here. Like you haven't changed one bit. Oh, that's cool. Uh, let's see. Let's do one more. Um, it's tough, man. There's a lot of good names here. Let's go with uh, Cody Peckham. <laughs> Special K. Uh, <laughs> Cody, Cody Peckham. Um, I've, I think th- I, this isn't too far off of the beaten path, I don't think. I, I, Cody was just a spe- special individual. Like, Tukey and Cody were best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were, they were almost like a package deal, and they were both very outgoing, but in their own way. Um, you know, Tukey was more loud and, and outgoing, and Cody was, like, the best way to put it, just, like, special. Like, he would, he would kind of almost dumb things down mm-hmm. and kind of try to, you know, come off and play a little bit dumber, but he was so smart. You could use that as his humor, um, but I, I, you know, the first thing I think of is he was he had his Swiss Army knife because they were in the National Guard. Another Swiss Army knife. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> or maybe this one wasn't Swiss Army knife. Maybe it was just a, a switchblade that sure. he had. Um, that you know we were you know out off campus somewhere and he was using the the um, switchblade and trying to do his like cool tricks and he ended up slicing his pinky finger. <laughs> so he had to have surgery that year, and he missed the entire year. But because of that, he was able to come back and play my yeah. senior year. Yeah. So we got an extra year, Cody Peckham, just from you know Cody doing Cody things, which is uh, which worked out <laughs> worked out well in a weird way. That's unbelievable. Well, I guess things work out the way they're supposed to. I don't know exactly. <laughs> Jesus, playing, playing with a knife. Yep. That's Cody. So uh, Coach Edgar touched on it quickly. Um, but I think it's even more of, of a point, the fact that you still hold all these records and you're still so high listed in all these, uh, despite the fact you missed pretty much your entire junior year. Yep. Um, so that year you guys went down to, was it New York or D.C.? It was New York. My, it was my sophomore year. Okay, it was your sophomore, yep. sorry. Yep. New, um, New York. Yeah, we were in New York. Okay, and you and you uh, you hurt your knee in what, first or second game? Yeah, it was the first game. It was like the first five minutes. Um, just I, I was riding. Uh, defender was clearing the ball, and I actually hit him. Yeah. Um, and I just went over, and somehow my tore my meniscus. So first off, I mean you're in New York. Yeah. So you're not at home, and you're you're hurt, yep. and you still have the rest of your trip to to be on. So you're limping around New York. Oh yeah. So like seeing the sights and limping around. Seeing the sights. So the the that was probably the worst part of it was. Um, the very next day was our like kind of day off. Mm-hmm. So we were. We were walking through the city of New York, sightseeing, and Coach Edgar and I just chilled in the back. He stayed with me the entire time because I was on crutches, so I had yeah. to bend or straighten my leg. Um, so <laughs> we were just trying to make the best of it, and that was, uh, you know, those like burns that you can get under your arms, like the because you have like the crutches. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was like oh. marks underneath, just all chafed up because I, di- I didn't even think of it. You no, know, I wasn't used to. Um, so that that was probably the worst of that, and and like I said, the other thing too was. I mentioned this in my speech, like, my dad came to everything, you know, other spring break trips, and, like, mm. that was, like, one game that he missed. No so, kidding. Yeah, so that was the other thing, too, where, like, if he was there, I probably would have just gone home with him that night, 
you know, he, he lived in Massachusetts, so not too, too far, and probably yeah. went and got it checked out. But because he wasn't, you know, we our last game on that trip was in uh, Peabody. So okay. he spent the night in Peabody, picked me up there at the game, and I went home for, for the rest of spring break and surgery to follow. So, And missing that whole year. I mean, yeah, after, after having an outstanding freshman year and then going into that sophomore year, it must have been a tough yeah, a tough thing to deal with. And it, yeah. but, but coming back, how was it like for you to come back from an injury like that? Because I, I see athletes here and, and, of course, at other levels – it's not an easy thing to do. You know, right. you're it's always on your mind. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I was definitely tentative. Um, I, I think the toughest thing was, um, truthfully, I, you know, put on a little bit of weight over, you know, not being able to, to really do much for, the, you know, those four weeks. And um, so I think that's something that uh, definitely hindered me a little bit my junior year. Um, I think it kind of shows in the stats as well. It was definitely a lower year compared to the other two. Um, but I, I think the, the biggest thing was just the mindset. Like, I was a little bit tentative at times, and, and that was my style of play. Like, I wasn't the prettiest player. I was just, you know, going 110%, dodging as, as hard as I can, taking yeah. hits and, and making it happen in the end. Um, so to, to have some of that, like, tentativeness was definitely something that was an adjustment. Um, but I think, like, going through it and, you know, realizing by the end of junior year, like, all right, I'm good. Just set up senior year for, you know, be able to come back full and, and have a really good year so right yeah it was it was something that you know you kind of had to go through and bumps and bruises and made you better in the end now your senior year you were the first player from our program to play in that in the new england intercollegiate lacrosse senior game yep uh what what was that experience like for you i mean you're with some of the best in the, in the region right there and i'm yeah. sure you fit right in but still it's, it's a different level yeah it's a completely different level i think you, you know i Taking it all in was something that, you know, I, I did really well that day. Mm. I don't think something, like, at that time I, I was really conscious of or tried to do. I was just, like, kind of in awe. Yeah. Like, you know, we played at Harvard, um, so that was something that was pretty cool to, to go there and, and, you know, use their facilities. And you're in the locker room with guys from Western New England College, you know, that were a top-rated program for D3. And they're right. talking about the things that they did during their season. Um, you know, they had a dry season. They didn't drink a sip of alcohol, like nobody. Um, and that was player-led, right? So yeah. it was just kind of like eye-opening to be like, okay, like I, I see what these guys are doing to be at that level. Um, and then you have your guys from Providence and, you know, D1 players yeah. that, are, that are on the field. The biggest thing was, you know, it wasn't like I stuck out like a sore thumb. Didn't belong. It was just the pace of play, even though it was just kind of like a, a pickup. Um, it was just so fast. Yeah, everyone was you know just top athletes and um, played at that level of you know high speed. So I think that was the biggest thing. Um, but I remember like same thing mindset wise, like like a, whoever the defender was, like Keen State, like awesome. I want to yeah. see what Saint Joe's does against Keen State. Or, yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't I didn't go up against any D one defenders, but I, that's what I wanted. I was like, I want to yeah. see like one on one. How do I fare against you know a D one defender? Well, how how did you fare? How did you, how do you think Keen you did? State blew past them? Uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> never never forget it. Good, blew, good to hear. Blew right past them, dumped them for for an assist, uh, dumped it over the slide for an assist, and yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, that's what I thought. Good, yeah, that's cool. A little plug, a little a little, a little insight to the, yeah, the hey, mindset. We you know, gotta have we a little know. swagger to it. Yeah, sometimes, so. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, kind of the last thing for me here, uh, talking about the night of the Hall of Fame. Now, what, what did you think and what, what did you expect going in and how did you feel, you know, coming out of it and how the night went? 
Yeah, so uh, I was nervous, to be honest, going There's into no it. There's no way. There's no way you were nervous. Yeah, I was definitely nervous. I just, you know, I, I, the speech was something where I was like, it's just a longer speech, something that I yeah. haven't had to do necessarily. And usually when I'm talking, it's something like this, where it's off script. And yeah. So to have, like, organized thoughts and, and kind of go with it. I, I was definitely nervous of that a little bit. Um, but I, it was just another thing where I was just trying to appreciate it and, and take it all in. I actually... Um, I met someone at the alumni golf tournament the day before, Dennis. I forget his last name, but he's a cross-country runner. Um, and his, his son went here as well. I think Ryan Bedard. I might be okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yep, so Dennis Bedard. Yep. Yep. So he, I, we just started talking. He was like, I'm in the Hall of Fame. And I was like, oh, I'm being inducted tomorrow. And he just, like, his face was just, like, lit up. And he yeah. was like, he just had so much pride in that. And he was like, you know, getting married, having kids. Being inducted in the St. Joe's Hall of Fame. That was like yeah. his top three that he said. So I was like, yeah. that's awesome. So he was, you know, he just enjoyed it so much. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to try and take it in and, and enjoy it. And, um, you know, having it down by the lake was pretty cool. Yeah. Scenery. And um, like I said, just having that support group of, of those guys there and being able to share that with them. And then, you know, I had uh, a bunch of family up as well. Right. You know, all, you know, my grandparents, both sets of grandparents. Um, That's awesome. So it, it was a cool, cool night, but more so like to, to go through that with them and, and to see them, you know, they've been such a part of my journey. So to see them get a little of kick out of that or you yeah. know, a little, a little credit and um, it, it was definitely a, a cool experience. Yeah. And I, I briefly met your parents during the golf outing. Super, yep. super nice people. I mean, I could see where you get it from. Yeah. So. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, and you guys did pretty well at the golf tournament. We did. Yeah. Mom was sinking pots. It was, it Unreal. Was, yeah. We had uh, Connor Ragu. Yep. Another, uh, he played golf here. So. Yep. Um, he, he definitely was leading the way for us. But it was just one of those, anytime you're doing a scramble tournament, it's like as long as like one person has a good shot. Yeah. And as long as you're sinking pots. Like, that's the biggest thing. And, like, some, you don't necessarily need the best group to do that. And sometimes you have, like, a stack group. Yeah. But everyone is off on the same. Or like and they're kind of competing hits, with each other, yeah, too, at the same it time. It just gets, like, a little. Yeah. And you, you have that expectation of, like, oh, we got some players here. Let's yeah. try and go low versus, like, I'm out here with my parents and Connor. We're just we're having a good time. And mom's sinking 15-foot putts. We're like, what's going on here? Wow. So it was uh, that was a fun day, too. Do you golf with your parents often, or is that? I, I used to. I would yeah. say. Golfing with my dad is probably who I've golfed with the most in, yeah. in my life and growing up, and that's just a, a common bond that we share. And then um, mom kind of picked it up a little bit later, um, but she's she's pretty good for yeah. someone who, you know. Well, didn't she hit the long putt, or she came close to hitting the long the, the contest putt? I think she had the well, – she came close on that, and she was close on the longest drive. Yeah. Too, for, for the women's, which um, – Incredible. Yeah, it, it, was, it was something that – um, growing up, my grandparents, I think, first kind of got me in. My nana and nana, I go like that. It was be the three of us. We go yeah. to like that par three course um, every every other weekend or so. And um, so yeah, and now they're in Florida. So okay. my grandparents moved. My parents are moving to Naples, Florida. Oh my god! Uh, which they have like eighty golf courses down. Of there. course, they live on a golf course, so that'll be something that will uh, will continue. That's great. Yeah, that's so awesome. Looking forward to it. Well, Chachi, unless you have something else, I mean, I think this has been a really good conversation. I appreciate you coming in for this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, it was great to hear you speak that night and, and uh, clearly a well-deserved honor of being in the Hall of Fame and and uh, just proud I could have been a part of it. And, and you know, it was it was great talking to you here today, like I said. Yeah. No, so. thank you for having me. I, 
I would I'll just add like I have so much pride in in this place. It's it's truly like a second home to me and mm. you know I've been here as a student or you know in admissions or coaching in one way or the uh, since 2008. Um so it's definitely going to be kind of weird to step out for a little bit but I'm still, you know, I'm still here. Right. Just, just went to the gym and um so I don't I don't foresee unless I'm out of state ever not coming back here. So um yeah, I, I'm just super appreciative to, to be a part of this um, school's history, and, and shout out to you guys and all you do to make nights like that special. Awesome. Well, thank you, and thanks again. Uh, folks, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Monk's Take with Chachi Horgan, the most recent inductee and the only inductee of the men's lacrosse program into the Athletics Hall of Fame.